Yo, yo, yo. Everybody, we're back. Welcome back to the Sandbox Podcast. Yes, I'm Jared. I'm Aisha. I'm Aiden. And I'm Ashaki. Whoa, we back. We back. Episode two. Y'all okay, didn't think we're going to be here. Up on. Hold on. Because we undermine the fact we got two new faces here. Oh, God. We got to introduce our lovely lady. <laughs> Who do I have to the left of me? Okay. My name is Aisha. I'm actually a co-host, but I couldn't make it last episode. So this is my first official Black episode. <laughs> and my name is Ashaki, but um, I guess I'm now a co-host. I'm not sure. Welcome. Let's, can we get a round of applause for that? Come on, y'all. Now, who do we got in our studio audience today? Who do we got in the studio audience? Yes, sir. Who want to lens? Who want to lens? All right, you already know. Raj, Raj. Y'all not gonna speak up? Right. We got a couple of our boys in the studio with us today. We got E and I. We got E and I. You know, they're gonna be chiming in from time to time. Okay. Right. If you are in the building, please report to the front of the building. Bryson, go home. Please do. She ready to Your mom's now. outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, go now. Shout out Bryson Dickens, though. Right. Hey, she was specific, though. She he was going to get to yeah, that Yeah, she made oh, sure God. he, he had to get Front there. office, main of the building. <laughs> Your ride is waiting. Oh, God. But, um, She's not finna keep waiting. Right. What's... <laughs> What's our topic today, guys? Hey, man. All right. So actually, we're going to let Aisha explore it because she's the most excited about it. OK, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. And I created the topic for you know this episode. So today the topic is what it means to be gifted and the adverse effects the gifted title can do to your mental health and um, the effects it has on you as a student overall. Mm, that's, that's, you know, that topic it it could mean so much like there's so many parts to explore when it comes to that especially like you know i was anointed the gifted title in like probably like first grade could have only been first grade <laughs> and i didn't really think much of it because i didn't consider myself gifted i just considered myself a kid who liked to read books that's all i considered it right and so when i was anointed the title nothing much really changed you know the First couple of years after that, pretty simple. It was when I had to start applying myself that I started to find myself, you know, struggling because it always I feel like a common thing that gifted students can relate to is that it was easy in the beginning, you know, very much so, very, very much so. And, you know, with that, that feeling of having to apply yourself, you know, and to me, it just didn't seem like the reward was in it for applying myself for work I was anointed. You know, considering I definitely just wanted to read and chill and do my <laughs> own thing. So I was I was completely cool with, oh shoot, let me just finish this work. Do that, do that work, whatever they give me, do what I ever want to do after class. That was that's what school was for me, you know. But then they saw I was capable. So they they thought, okay, you know, let's ramp it up for him, see what he could do in the future. And that's where it became a challenge. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I got into tag, which is like talented, talented and gifted. And gifted. Oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> it me up 
so bad. Oh, my oh, God. God. I got into it in third grade. I actually failed the first time on the creativity portion. Then I got in the second time. Damn. And I don't know why I wanted to be in it so bad. I guess it's the title, honestly. Like, I always knew I was some form of capable because I moved faster than my peers. But like Aiden said, like, you never really think much of it. You don't really consider yourself, like, quote, unquote, actually gifted because, you know, like. You just see yourself as a regular kid for the most Right, yeah. right, right. And then people look at you. <laughs> nah, crayons is crazy you can crayons with paper with your other friends oh god people just look at you and the way you're performing and then just put so many titles and expectations on you from such an early age and it's cool up until you have to actually start like thinking about life like once you hit middle school and they start putting you in those high school level courses and then you hit high school you have never had to study for a test until you fail a test and you don't understand why but by that time you are too old to have just naturally matriculated into learning how to study yes and that's where a lot of gifted kids fall short when they're in college and stuff is because they never learned how to study Mm -hmm. you know i think i need i think another thing is that you know when we're being anointed that gifted title a lot of the times I didn't even know what it entailed, but I knew I could see the excitement, you know, in my mom's eyes. So I wanted to keep pursuing this, you know. Right. right. The validation. The validate. Yeah. It was a lot about validation, man. And less than being a more about academics, you know. Definitely. Like, I liked learning, but I can't say I didn't really like the school space, especially all the pressure. But when you get, like, all this validation from your parents because of your performance and the places that... You can potentially be because of your mind. It make you feel good. Yeah, it's very addictive. Mm-hmm. It's very, very addictive. And then when you reach a point where like you fail, because as a human, you're going to fail. It's like your whole world comes crashing down because you've never we, failed before. We all develop that fear of failure. And I, I had to learn to get past that at some point because without failure, there is no success. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel and that's another thing that I really can't stand, so to speak. Our parents try to shield us from so much. I feel like we need at least a little bit of hardship here and there so we can learn how to bounce back from it even harder, so to speak, because without that hardship, you won't truly learn a lesson. The development. Oh, yeah. What were you saying, though? Oh, what do you mean? (laughs) I thought you were on the development. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying the development, like struggling through something makes you a stronger person overall. Oh, yeah. You definitely what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you know, but I will say with me. You know, going throughout my school years, it was hard for me to define what was necessarily a failure because I've always been the student that would do what needs to be done to get by because I was never the type to apply myself to things I didn't want to apply myself to. It was always my weak suit. So if I could do this to get a 70, I would do it. You're going to do it. I was going to do it. I was going to bullcrap to the end of the year, man. You're going to do it. Hey, but it would happen every year. And I would be like, my mom would just be like, Aiden, you just, if you would just apply yourself a little bit more. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. And I can do it, but I just don't I choose not to. Yeah. And I had an experience and I was in like elementary school where they put me in remedial classes, but I had passed all my map tests. I had passed all my tests. I just wanted to draw instead of reading the book that was put in front of me because it was boring. I didn't really want, I didn't really care about World War One. I. I cared about the lines that I was drawing, how my pen stroked and stuff like that. And the lady that asked me, she was like, why are you in here? I, all your test scores are perfect. You're passing your classes. Why are you in here? And it was just because I didn't want to do the work and because I didn't want to apply myself 
to the things that I didn't want to put myself okay, to. Okay, speaking of art at an early stage, though, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I remember <laughs> being in third grade and I was the boy, I was the best drawer in that class. Couldn't nobody see me. I'm talking about folks. Young like, Picasso? Oh, Aiden. oh yeah, <laughs> Young Picasso. Oh, they would be like, oh, Aiden, all them girls, Aiden, you can draw me. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I got them little shoes, a little like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You were drawing the little ass on the folders or something. You couldn't tell me nothing. But the whole next day, guess who's going to come? A new Aiden, bro. His name is Aiden. You know, I got another me. We're going to be friends, whatever. Why the teacher going to name me Aiden too? No. No. No way. That's sick. That got me. And you know what else he did? He was an artist too. Oh, He came in and got me in my own game. I was so sick, bro. No, because that's what happened to me at Chick-fil-A. There was... So, okay. So, I was... Work this hard. This happened in like January, maybe December. So there used to be a other guy named Jared. He came back. He's like twenty six. He was tall, light skinned but basically curly the hair. Same, no, he had he had short hair, but he was just like me. Love music, goofy is all just whatever. Just and was cool with everybody inside the Chick Fil A and hated management. I could not stand management at Chick Fil A, but that's. That's a whole different story, but so I really felt where you were coming from. They, they come they, and take your whole. They spot. literally, oh God, I they swear, bro, these alternate universes of ourselves just be coming in, messing with what we got. They literally would. They label me, oh, that's Lil Jared, or oh, that's or oh, that's Dark Skin Jared. I was like, oh, that's that's how you feel. I was like, <laughs> right. oh, oh, okay. But I was like, hey, y'all just going throw me in the trash. Yeah. So I, was, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'ma just go rock, and I definitely rocked until April first, and I said, I'm out. Mm-hmm, as you should, because you know what. Not shout out older Jared. Nah, he cool. Not shout oh, out. Not shout out. <laughs> he shout out, bro. I thought we were hating on him. Oh no, we love. We love. We love older Jared. He hilarious. For sure. We'll That's, tell the Chick Fil A story. It's hard to hate day. yourself, huh? Oh, it is I hard. It is hard. So Cause much. I thought. I thought. I thought Aiden two. I mean, Aiden one was kind of cool. You know, he was a little <laughs> fog with the drawings. He did put me on a little son. I stole a little bit of that man technique mm-hmm. time to time. I'm not gonna count. He was a cool little dark skinned kid. I'm not gonna hate on him. Hold that grudge from like. Hope he's doing grade. good. I don't know about all that. Oh, but, you know, I hope <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> and going back to what Aisha said about how being gifted or being a part of tag or being or having a really large label or a lot of weight on your shoulders, it really did affect me as a person, and it and it caused me like the fear that you speak about, and it caused me to fear, not even being successful. It caused me to fear the stuff that comes with being successful. And it's a lot of anxiety. You fear yeah. the hardships that may come with it. So yeah, really, yeah, that's that's. Different. You fear the struggle. Yeah, mm. and then now that I and I used to love bragging about how I'm a part of tag, how I'm taking college courses, how I'm passing my math classes, I'm ahead a year. And it now was, I'm like, what is it, it? It just brings this negative stigma. It yeah. was definitely my mom it. bragging about me. I would never oh. brag. No, no, like, oh, you hear what my son just did in school, mom? I didn't even want to be there today. And and it feels like a certain extent, like our parents are trying to live their lives through us, and I I hate that so much because I always I always get the fact, oh, um, you know you're better than this, and I I know I can do good, but sometimes I just have that lack of motivation. I have to build that stuff that up, build that back up in myself. For myself to be able to want hey, to go hey, and do hey, little tangent, little tangent. Exactly. When you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. Stay consistent. Mm-hmm. When you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. <laughs> Not even just that, but like 
I have literally had my worth as a person compared to a score, like by my oh, parents. Like, definitely. oh, why'd you get this score? You're worth so much better than that. I am a human. A score is not comparable, point blank. And right. putting those C's into my head, like, oh, you got a 92. Why didn't you get in 100? Oh, you got a 92. Who got the highest grade in the class? Yeah. Now suddenly it's like, I did all this for you and it's not enough. You know what I mean? But it doesn't, they don't perceive it that way. You know what I mean? They perceive it as just a question being asked, but that question has a lot of implications and then it just builds up. You know what I mean? And then you're in this constant like journey to please your parents. But at the end of the day, after you reach a certain age, everything you do will no longer affect them. If anything, it's just a title. It's just bragging rights. You know what's crazy? I was always like, even as a kid, I was living in that mindset that, what I did would be coming back to me. I would always have to face my consequences. I'm never, so glad you came to that realization. No, that's like, <laughs> oh, that's just oh, the kind God. of person that's I was. That's just common sense. Like, I was no. like, my mom, all the time, though. she it's would always cultural. tell me, Aiden, whatever you do will always fall back on me. I'm like, okay, i do it anyway. I wouldn't care because mm-hmm. it would still be me at the end of the day. And, you know, it is wrong to think that, you know, it would only fall back on me because legally it has to fall back on somebody right. of age. Yeah. You know, that's not a minor. But I say that to say that I would always do it for me. If I didn't want to apply myself and it stressed me out, I wasn't going to stress myself out. Right. I just wouldn't. See not you, for anybody else. You were more of like a free mind, a free thinker at a young age. I was not. Like, my parents really sheltered me and put every single one of their values and beliefs into my head. So I was just like a mini them walking around. You know what I mean? And I was really shy. I couldn't stand up for myself like any of that. Like, I had to change myself and become the person I've always wanted to be. And in that process, like, you know, I've pissed my parents off and I will continue to piss them off to be the person that I want to be and live the life I want to live. But culturally speaking, like it's very, very hard for me to do that. And a lot of people don't get that. You know, I think it definitely always goes back to our parents because I'm so grateful that my mom raised me to be someone who had free will, you know, and could make the decisions they wanted to and could face the repercussions and would know what's coming. Because even now, I'll make my own decisions and face the repercussions just like I was as a child, you know? And obviously, I'm making bigger decisions now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they they carry more burden or more weight and, you know, will impact my future, especially decisions I'm making now my senior year. But she instilled into me that free will is more important than listening and following something you don't believe in. Exactly. And that's where I keep saying the cultural standpoint comes in because Americans are a lot more free than people are in other countries. And not even speaking from like a political sense, just a mindset sense, like Mm. where my parents are from or where I'm from, Senegal, like it's very, very traditional and it's an Islamic country. You are raised to listen to your elders 24 seven. It does not matter how wrong they are. It doesn't matter what they're telling you to do. You have to do it. You can be 35 years old and your parents are like 68. You still have to do what they say. There is no point where you become an independent. See, I will say one thing I do envy and admire is that discipline y'all have. Yeah. Because I will see y'all working y'all butt off. And I'm just like, man, they getting it done, though. I don't have a choice. You can't see. You don't. And you won't see that in a lot of people, you know. They will. They are allowed to fall back and regress into, you know, that feeling of, oh, I don't have to do this. Yeah. Because I don't have to. But right. for y'all, it's a, oh, this has to get done. Yeah, it's a mandatory thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pros and cons to that both. But, you know, that that tenacity to work is definitely admirable on some standpoints. 
I agree. I feel like the self-control that I've been raised to have, especially with being the oldest, has helped a lot, like academically and Mm -hmm. just um, really mentally overall. Some people are working to build that self-control. Now they see that they, oh, I have to have Mm self-control to do my work and get these things done. And, you know, you were not. I wouldn't say to be raised to have some self-control. But now you're learning to work on your free will aspect. You know? Right, so right. So it's always spectrums to both, you know. It's a caveat. Yeah, it's definitely a caveat. Y'all know I don't know what that word is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a, bene- it's a benefit. Or, you like, know, a you know, it's good, you know, up until. Yeah. Yeah, it's a silver lining or something. That's what a caveat is. But speaking. Like the fine print on, like, a contract, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. I see see where he's going. I can't give you the Webster's Dictionary version, but I think in pictures, so I can't explain it, but kind of like, yeah, for sure. I think in pictures, what does caveat look like? Like, like, everything going smooth and then just, yeah. Like, it's great up until, or like. See, I thought a caveat was actually a negative, but it's actually a benefit to something. Yeah, because caveat sounds like, Oh, that's not like a negative word. But I'm going to look this up. No, by de- I looked it up. Please. That definition. is insane. No, because I want to know. By definition, a caveat. A warning or caution. Warning or Look caution. at the second definition. So like a like fine print <laughs> on a contract, so to speak. Um, But wouldn't a warning be beneficial in some case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, to know ahead of time. It's a warning and joining from certain acts or practices. Am I tweaking? We or we got the same Google? Because on God, they told me a caveat was a benefit or a silver lining. I don't know. Maybe the definition. God, there's she, no she way it, it can Yahoo. be. There's no. <laughs> 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 Google. <laughs> on Google. me. That was internet Scared you. Oh, trust me. You don't want me to touch any of these other buttons. There's. Oh my God. I mean, I just feel like there's no way caveat can be something negative and then be something positive because that's really, really confusing honest, by definition. I'll be making these words mean what I want them to. And I'm you know what? You, you, you are using the word properly, though. So hey, if it work, it work, man. I don't care. I'm going to speak, <laughs> but I'm going to say what I want to say. English is already stupid enough. Bro, why is there a, a K at the beginning of nine? Why is <laughs> that's real. Stupid? That is real. Bro. These words just be so stupid. Whoever came up with silent letters just didn't want us to speak, bro. They just didn't want, <laughs> they didn't want us to win any spelling bees. That's what it was. I won one. Nah, we know spelling bee champ one. right here. Oh, literally in Senegal, Miss Senegal. We know you won one. Whatever. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we just got totally off topic. Totally, we really topic. did. Like, how we go from Chick Fil A to second grade schooling to. What we hit after that? Spelling bees. Spelling bees, man. Definitions of caveats. What's our next? Right. I mean, if you guys want to move to a next topic, we can. But if anyone wants to expound upon like the expound? gifted title, yeah. I, I expand guess. And yeah. well, I add what on. What are you mixing right there? I don't know. Expound is crazy. I don't she got know. The word of the day on her phone. <laughs> word of the day. Expound. Let me look it up. Amen. Present and explain. See, you guys are coming Boy, after I me about God, what they, words mean. And I know what expound means. Don't God, ever criticize me about a word meaning ever oh, again. Oh, ever. <laughs> I'm just on time with the buttons. I'm just on time. That's why hey, I'm here. But nah, we can we just gonna jump right into that next topic. Segue into what it is to be an artist in school and a strife that's faced with that. We know what it is to be gifted in school and, you know, the pressure that comes with it along with the anxieties. But a lot of the times being an artist in school is, you know, the opposite polarity. It's the wanting to be even more free and feeling confined 
by the boxer and you know mm-hmm. right you know me and Ashaki were talking about this earlier and we're always talking you know <laughs> always talking always brainstorming always having a chat just about anything and everything you know that's the and artist mindset it's the artist mindset it is it is man because you know as an artist i oftentimes i don't compare myself to other people's work because that's when you know you lose it Mm-hmm. You know, but artists are so similar, you know, in their mannerism and just as people, you know, and a lot of the times, simo- uh, what's the word? Artists are typically the same people, you know, just in different forms, just in different forms. And that might be art. That might be acting. That might be. Yeah. I don't know. Recording Music, a video, being able to edit the video know, in a way you want to record. Because still taking art. a step back from the word art. Art is just expression, right. you know, whether you're singing, you know, you're dancing, you know, you're putting it on the paper, you know, you want to um, speak it like a podcast. It's all right. just expression. Shout out to Sandbox Podcast. And, you know, that expression, it typically comes from wanting to be understood, you know, right. your audience. I want to piggyback off of that in a second. I'm listening. Oh, yeah, you know, you want your audience. For me, my audience was my mother. I wanted her to understand me more and, you know, understand why, mom, I don't want to do the things they want me to do in school. Yeah. You know, nine times out of 10, it didn't come across. But, you know, as I grew to, what's the word, you know, rely on my art for expression, it, it grew with me, you know, as my medium. And, you know, in a sense, you know, my brand, RTW, Reveal the World, it's just a culmination of my morals and, you know, how I see the world and how I think the world should be seen through other people's eyes. Right. And that just goes back to expression and expressing the way that I feel. And so, you know, as artists with expression, I think it goes hand in hand with, um, well, not hand in hand, but the two polarities of gifted students and artists in school, you know, because nine mm-hmm. times ten, the gifted students are just the artists. Right. Mm-hmm. Gifted you know, kids just, are um special needs. Literally, bro. The gifted kids, I that's swear real. to I swear to God, bro. They be I don't want to invalidate real. people it, with like actual special needs, but it is a form of special needs. What do you mean actual? Like we not the ones with actual it's us. Nah, we be we do be having some like personal bro, issues. It'd be it be crazy. When I be noticing it, like, bro, I was at the court one day with my homeboys and I'm on the I'm on my phone trying to like, you know, figure something out. Mm-hmm. And then my one homeboy and hey, y'all trying to run another match and hey, y'all trying to go get some Chick-fil-A. They asking me all kind of questions. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, you got to process it one at a time. Yeah. And I just screamed and I'm like, hold on. Is that a normal person reacting to scream when you're overwhelmed? I mean. I mean it just depends on who you ask, I guess you could say. It, it depends. depends on who you ask, but ADHD is a spectrum. That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's abnormal, but then also at the same time, ADHD and autism manifest differently in black people. So how can you really say like, okay, this is normal? So I feel like it's a culmination of things that you have to take into an account before. Well, I, I meant less normal and more indicative of ADHD. Because I, I was looking at the signs and just all my mannerisms. And I was like, no, I knew I knew someone was up when I was supposed to go put a pizza in the oven and I ended up fixing my desk. And I was like, hold on, this is not what I came in the house for. Why am I upstairs when the pizza is downstairs? Why <laughs> it sounds I, like you I, need I a referral. And I ended up fixing my desk. 
Like, I always got to, like, bro, I always got to go down my line. So I knew someone was a little up. But, yeah, what were you saying, Jared, when you were talking about you want to piggyback off that? So with, I feel like there's a stigma when it's attached. Like, I'm in my head, there's two, two different kinds of gifted kids. You have your gifted kids that are smart in the aspect of, let's say, academics with math, reading, writing. And then you have your gifted students that are more catered towards the arts. So I would say film, theater, mm-hmm. and let's say singing for that matter. I feel as if we are all grouped together in one sense, and then we can't really be tender to accordingly. Like we are, we're all marginalized in a sense where we have to go inside with this one belief, I guess you could say. I f- it's hard for me to try to process the no, words. I, I see what you're saying because I think at its core, you know, with gifted children, it's about, you know, perception. And, you know, on the artist side, we have the ability to perceive, you know, what we want to express. And, you know, on the more, I guess, academic side, you have the ability to take in what's, you know, being tutored to you. Right. You know, and with a better it. ability than other students might have. You right. have a better perception. You know, that's what I think it is, you know, a heightened perception and ability to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, even on both sides, whether you're more academic or, you know, more art focused, you know, you always have the ability to perceive because art, art, all it is a perception, bro. That's all it is. Any artist will tell you, you just got to make it. You just got to be able to see it in your head and you got it. That's all it is. And just apply that effort. And that's all it is on the other side of the spectrum, you know, of the uh, more academic side, just perceiving it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I got it. <laughs> shout, out, shout out E for bumping again. Shout out, right. <laughs> shout, shout out to E. Hey, man. No, because he called. He, he just he you called me. Huh? That was the three. I know. The three. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Twenty head of it. Get up and just be like, my fuck, I don't know. So niggas like slide across the floor. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, e, well, hop on, hop on real quick. Oh, Say yeah. what you give, give, yeah. give, yeah. give, yeah. give, give, give your final words. Just, just give your final words. You know, say goodbye. I mean, can I just yell? If you want, get out, get out the room. Get out, get out, get out, get out. We'll get you on next week. He talking about? Can I just yell? What? Don't bump into the camera again, please. Hey, oh, you know what? Clothes. That interruption. Your pants. Stuck Your pants are stuck, stuck, stuck to the door. Get the camera on that. Get the camera. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Nah, shout out you, bro. Right. Shout out. Honestly, I just feel like as an artist in school, I am held back on many different levels, and I'm not saying held back like school wasn't made for you. Yeah, I know. But I'm not saying held back in terms of like I'm literally like behind in so many ways. I'm saying held back like when I when I draw a certain way, my teacher's like, no, this is wrong, but art exactly. art doesn't have art a right subjective or wrong. is exactly. in the eye of the beholder. Art in school is so I just think why is there what's the word? It start with a C. It start uh start with a C. Correlate. Why is there a curriculum for art class? You know, teach me the basics, you know, tone, um, That's dev. curriculum. That, no. What they do in art You're talking class, about, like, the restrictions and, like, the standards they place on the quality of your art. Yeah. I don't think, like, the art class, like, what the art class is doing? 
Not really. After a certain point, you have to perfect your technique. But that, mm-hmm. that's why there's multiple art classes. With them being experienced artists, of course, they're going to be like, why is this being, why am I restricted from doing the things I want to do? Right. It's less of why am I being restricted from the things I want to do and more of why are you restricting my medium? For me, it ought to be an art class and, you know, they're going to tell you what you got to draw. If they If you got to draw feet, you got to draw some feet. But, you know... It's how you That's draw it. It's how you draw the feet that they want to see. And if they don't like how you draw it. You have to redo it or it's not good enough. And to be to tell me that my art isn't good enough as an art teacher, it makes me feel some type of way because you are somebody I look up to. I have to look at, I don't have to necessarily look at your art and think, oh, this is great. This is good. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. Because who am I to say that I don't like your artwork when your yeah. artwork is your expression? And, you right. know, a lot of the time as artists, most of us are self-taught. So it's, it's hard to find a mentor who can teach you, you know, what you don't even know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, you know, searching for, okay, how do I do this? How do I make it look like this? And you might go through five trial and errors. But, you know, what I expected from art class was to further my abilities not necessarily critique yeah i see what i mean was saying earlier huh i was saying but pass i'm in the mind right (laughs) (laughs) i see why there is like quote unquote a curriculum for art classes because like like i mean said some kids aren't really familiar with art and in order to get familiar and find your own proper form of expression and your own technique you have to learn like the basics or the textbook components of art before you can reach that you have to know how to copy and imitate before you can actually make your own because some people don't know how to find their voice at first you know what i mean so So for you you guys are lucky enough to like have that but for me like I have not a creative bone in my body, so yes, you do. I can't. Oh gosh, you know what's crazy? She's like no. she writing papers and stuff for people. I've, like, I've heard, I've heard you speak, and the way you articulate yourself is some, it's something indicative of someone that really wants to showcase what they have to the world. Exactly. It's just they may not necessarily know how to go about it through a specific medium for that matter. You know, it's definitely. You know, it's crazy though. I forget, like, as a perceiver, you know, who can just see what I want to draw when I want to draw it, right? I forget that that's not in everybody. It's not. And I think that it's so hard. I think that it is. I just be like, just draw. Just draw. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you want to get better, just draw. What do you mean you can't do it? I mean, but I think that is kind of selfish of us to think that because it's like. They get good. I mean. If you want to get good, they're good. But I have also offered to teach people how to draw, how to paint. or and 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 when I do get people to, like, try to do what I do, I don't. I don't tell them that they're wrong. I don't tell them that the things that they're doing are wrong. Like won't, Still, won't like, benefit them. Yeah, I won't, I won't show you how to blend a color with acrylic paint and then you do it wrong or you, you add too much of this color and then I'll tell you that, oh, no, that that's not the right color. You know, no. I think a lot I'll of the time you, um, people find such trouble, you know, being artists because they judge themselves so hardly, you know. They'll, okay, you know what? I Definitely. feel like drawing really today. So they'll draw something and they're like, I don't like the way it looks. Yeah. I draw stuff all the time. I'm like, I don't like the way it looks. And I still have to keep drawing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's less of, you know, having the ability to draw and more of having the ability to keep drawing. Right. Right. That's the only way, you know, hey, when you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. <laughs> you know what I also think it is? I just came to this revelation. So, you know, how we we're talking about gifted students, you know, not too long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some kids are gifted in both forms. They're academically gifted and Shout creatively gifted. 
But but some people are not. Some people are either one or the other, or like moderately good at the other. So for me, I'd say like, sure, I'm academically gifted, but what does that mean anyway? But I'm not creatively gifted, and because of the way I creatively gifted, what like less creatively gifted? Yeah, you are academically gifted, right? So. The way I perceive academia and, like, how I can excel at it, like, I have to grade myself a little bit harshly. Like, I have a curriculum to refer to. I have a rubric to refer to. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to art, you don't. And my brain just does not function that way because from day one, I've been raised against these set of rules and restrictions for every part of my life. So when I approach art, it's like I have all this free will and space that I don't know what to do with. That's so crazy because I I love (laughs) finding myself in that free will. Oh, I'm going to draw anything today. Yeah. And this could be crazy. It could be something I've never drawn before. Like, it just... I could never see myself drawing. I would love it. I love that free will. It's amazing. I find my peace in there. I find my peace in that blank canvas. And you know what's crazy? Poetry. That is, bro. I'm telling you, artists don't make me. Don't make me go get a poem. I'll tell. Because I like where you were going with that. Because you were. You were saying something along the lines of just free will and just feeling like, oh, say I want to draw a, ro- a flower this day. I'll just go and draw this. I, I remember I was coming in. I was like Banneker at the time. I was go coming ahead, in. Oh, oh, for sure. But look, I was coming back in. I was at Banneker. Mm-hmm. Oh, not, you going, not trying to have a poem off. We have a poetry slam right here, right now. I'm going to kill you. See, I... Wow. <laughs> We're gonna have to bleep that out. (laughs) But I, I mean, I've had a hatred for poetry for a really long time, and yes, and the reason why I've come to realize is because of the subjectivity in all of the space you have to kind of interpret this work of just words. Mm -hmm. And for me, like all this textbook um, rules that I have to follow, like it's it's. I, it's ingrained in you. Yeah. So, like, I, I can't... It's hard for me to look at poetry and understand what it means and really visualize what's going on and conceptualize it. But sit down. <laughs> Girl, you are okay. We just had a whole situation with you. Right. He just fell. Oh, God. But okay. not... It's so crazy hearing you saying that and getting that perspective because I relish in the feeling of just being able to write whatever I want to write. And I've grown into that. I've started journaling, but I do like poetry. Well, I kind of like it when I write it, but like I haven't, I don't write it enough to really. I, I say just take some time for yourself. You don't even have to really say, you know what? I'm going to write a poem today. Yeah, I just say, definitely let not. it come to you naturally. Because what <laughs> I've learned, because when I when you overthink poetry so much, you get lost in what you're really trying to say. And with mm-hmm. if you just let it flow out of your being in and of itself, it'll just you'll find yourself you know making something. Because poetry is just that. Go line go ahead, get out. Go ahead, leave. Yeah. No, I'm playing. But you know, poetry <laughs> is just in itself. You know, <laughs> 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 another form of that expression. You know. So if you try to limit it or put restrictions on your expression, of course, you're going to be hit, you know, at a standstill because, you know, you're trying to find the rules to it. But we don't even know the rules to our feelings most times or not. Definitely. When I started. Hmm. Is this. Am I. (laughs) Sad. Yeah. I think we all. Is this sound. Okay. Okay. I I had um, Aiden's mic. um, Only one listening for the headphones. Okay. Okay. I thought I was crazy. 
Um, so that's that said, not going to show up in the uh, recording, though, right? No. Nah. All right, for sure, for sure. No, I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about, ooh, yeah, you know, I already forgot what you were saying. <laughs> Y'all, I just up? wanted to you know share what? the ball. Hey, oh, hey, we, so, oh, we say that last one. So, look, you go first. You go yeah, first. Give him, a little, give him a little teaser. You know, say that last one. <laughs> show how good that last one was. With hate being such a powerful. Read the title first. Read the title first, though. What's the title? Okay. The line. The, the line. Oh, right. The thin line between love and hate was the name of the poem. And the ending that me and Aiden, well, Aiden more than I, came up with (laughs) was with hate being such a powerful word, I get scared to use it. With love being so gravitating. Gratifying. Gratifying. I apologize. I get scared to abuse it. Mm. Who came up with that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's definitely an Aiden yeah, line. Yeah, that is. But the whole poem is, I love how you love me, but hate that you love me so much. I love how you hate me and treat me mean, but I hate how you hate. I hate how your hate affects me. <laughs> I hate that when all you want is love and affection from me, I don't give it to you. But when I want it, you don't give it to me. And it hurts my feelings. I hate feelings. I hate love. And I hate feeling, but I love feeling loved. Knowing that I am not my feelings, just the one who feels them. I hate that process of healing isn't linear. I love that I get the chance to experience infatuation, but I don't desire the feeling of heartbreak. I hate that I I hate that I'm a void filler and not a void healer. With hate being such a powerful world, with hate being such a powerful word, I get scared to use it. With love being so gratifying, I get scared to abuse it. You know, I really love that I can just see your mind coming out in your poetry. Like my <laughs> right. poetry, for me, it's more about the symbolism. You're yeah. going to get the message, but you really want to tell it was just me venting. But for you, I can tell that it was you, you know, sitting down in your room thinking about what you're feeling. Yeah. And I really like that, you know, because it's a different form of expression. I always love seeing that, you know. <laughs> I'm excited to see how Jared writes his poems. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's go. Let's I go. love Jared's okay. poems. Wait, honestly. Uh, hey, shout out to these Edgar Allan Poe's. Wait, honestly, right. I'm sorry. Y'all, I'll be scared to read. So I'll be, if I be mixing up my words. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Right. Really? I think once I started becoming more in tune with my emotions, and not being so hard on myself because of how I feel, I started to understand poetry more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, like right. it more. So I was kind of like putting a block on how I feel because logically speaking, I have other things to deal with. So yeah. I wasn't catering to your emotions. Right. So when I started to, it was just like a rush and it was really, really bad because yeah. I was suppressing all these things from when I was like little. So when I did start like reading poetry, it was like, oh, hmm. Okay. What was I missing before? Exactly. But really, it was the emotional standpoint. Right. You, know, you weren't in it before. Right. But you weren't in tune. Throw it down. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to read something. So I wrote this at Banneker. If anybody knows anything about Banneker, you know it is very depressing there. Really? So, As all schools are. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about different schools at a different day. But Yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out Banneker. So I call this Double Cups. And like right. like what you were saying with the free Double will, Cups. Yeah, oh Double Cups. Oh, my gosh. No, it was, I was walking around school. I had just had Bojangles, and I was finishing up my lemonade. And I was, I said double cups out of nowhere. And I don't know. Reference. It just, it just started flowing. I was, I went to the library. I didn't know what really came over me because I was sitting in the stairwell. And I just sat there with my second. I was like, 
just finished double that cups, Bojangles. Man. I was like, double cups, <laughs> double cups, double cups. And it's, it just it started flowing out. So mm, I, uh, I hope y'all like it. Okay, so double cups by me, of course. But um, double cups for the day that I damn my soul. Constantly pouring my life away shall surely take a toll. Being that I created my circumstances, must be remind I must be reminded that love can be as small as a lump of coal. I do as I please, playing Russian roulette with every certain sip, drowning in the pit of pain as love once tell me to catch a grip. Purple resembles royalty, but all I see is regret. Mm. A well wishes a a well of wishes fills my mind as my escape from this game has been set. Call it what you want as I wash away I'll wash away with some of the royal flush as I cast my bet. The sound of cracked seals rings my ears as if it were a belt. People ramble on after. Oh, can't speak. <laughs> but okay. um, people ramble on about the afterlife. But I believe this is hell. The world is ending as we know it is all. Uh, the mighty man have fell. The day of salvation shall come, but only the time will tell. I'll make heaven for myself as I try to reach my goal. But until the day comes, I'll have my double cups for the day that I damn my soul. So, so, so I like that. that. I like that. Are you a rapper? Are you a, what, what right, it's giving what rapping, but like you can also own. add a poetic voice. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know about King Joe. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I know about that. What time we at? We got one. We got, we're at 40. We're at 40. 40. Right, yeah. We're going to use these last like 15, 20 minutes to talk about what it is to be an entrepreneur in school. Good because God. I oh, feel yeah. like as a gifted student, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, if you're all three, you know it is some damn hell. Yeah. Somebody, uncle, when you said that, you had right. so much passion. I, twin, I be feeling it every day. I definitely think that is true. Like, I think in this, we live in an age where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and we have a lot more than we did before. It's becoming more accessible. Everybody wants it for themselves. Nobody wants to work a nine to five, honestly. Right. Nobody no. does. But running a business is so much harder. That is not a 95, 95. That is not a nine to five. That is like 23 hours of your day. Yeah. But people it's, don't realize that. You know what I mean? You, know, you give me your whole people, life. Oh, pe oh yeah, you, you can go. I was just saying, like, as a person that wants to be an entrepreneur, you're giving will. your whole life and you well, will yes. be an entrepreneur. Right. As a person who is an entrepreneur, you're giving your life, you're giving your all money or more or less currency than, like, an average person would. Like, and, and, and starting a business and knowing how to run a business is not for everybody. And not everybody knows how to start a business and run a business. You can have the funds to again. start a business, but... You might not know how to run a business, run a business, which means you are going to have to pay other people to run your business, which means you, is it really your business? Or no, I mean, it, not, is. it is. You lose it out is. before you win. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I definitely think that a lot of the time what people are lacking in their business startup is the less so dedication, but the what would be the word the, the knack for it i feel knack, like a lot of people lack that voices. entrepreneurial bone in their body like you can have so many not even niche that's not the right word but i feel like so many people want to have a business but they don't understand how that works and they don't know how to market themselves they don't know how to communicate they don't have any of that coming naturally to you them know, and a lot of the time you want to know why it's because that's not them their business is more times than not just you know a cash grab and there's nothing wrong with that you know a business that makes you money but most successful businesses are businesses that are built from the heart right, right. you know 
you know, it's an investment you're putting every day. You're investing into your business, your time, you know, your money, you know, it has to be something you love. It's all, it has to be something you love. It has, you have to be married to your brand willingly. You have to work for your brand. You have to cry for your brand. Hey, shout out Bonnet. <laughs> shout out to the Bonnet Boys. Shout out Bonnet Boys, bro. So we make you gonna make me a hat is all I'm hearing. Of course. What we, what we, what's the prices? <laughs> we looking at we'll talk about we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. But like most definitely being an entrepreneur in school is more than just about selling apparel or you know, selling whatever you're choosing to sell. It's yeah. about networking at all times you know pushing your brand to people you may not even know yet you may see this girl you might be like i just know she would be a fit and you might have to go have that uncomfortable conversation like mm -hmm. hey have you ever modeled you know how old are you would you be interested in modeling you know i see you over here i just really love your energy and you know it's about always scouting always having that business on your mind it mm -hmm. has to be on your mind at all times because you don't know who your next business partner is going to be you and have to be prepared and ready that's why i right. feel like more so entrepreneur entrepreneurship now is more so about selling a story rather than a product yes because anybody can make a product but can you make these people want to buy your product you know it's my sister always tells me the key to actually being an entrepreneur is selling a lifestyle and particularly the lifestyle you want to live. Exactly. Because after you have your product, you have yourself who produced the product. Right. So now you have to endorse yourself and your product. So when you can endorse yourself and make people want to see your product and they see it on you or, you know, your model or whoever you have it on and they see them living this, you know, lifestyle, or that caters to what they want to live, that's going to give them that desire to want it. But you have to be able to produce that and produce that image that people will want. Yeah. And a lot of the times that's just people can't see it because they're not truly married to their brand. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what it takes to truly be an entrepreneur, have that, that marriage and not want to divorce, you know? For being able to... Um even when you want to give up or even when your brand not even doing good enough as, or as doing as well as you want it to, you don't just give up on it and just be like, okay, well, it's not, let's start something. Whatever, no, you got to keep working. You got to keep right. managing. You, know, you got to learn your, um, learn the people, learn your audience, learn who you want to sell to market. You got to do that stuff for yourself. Cause you mm -hmm. know, you married to it and, and you decided to get married to it. So yeah, you got to decide to work. Yeah. A lot it. of the time, you know, especially me, I've had like three times I've said, okay, I'm ready to drop. Let's do this. You know, let's do this. I'm going to put, you know, these hats out and it fell through. And, you know, each time I'm like, dang, bro, are these people even going to want it no more. Like, yeah. exactly. Because I, I was literally supposed to drop. You can't this, rush good work. You know, over the summer, you really can't rush good work. You know, fruitful and, you know, work that's actually derived from hard effort. You can't rush that. It's not going to be done over the weekend, even if you had the money, even if you had the time. It has to be fruitful and when work. It, oh, and when it is rushed, you can tell that it's rushed. You can other tell people. it's rushed. Definitely. And as an artist, I've realized that other people, other artists and other people that are really like creatives, creatives they can see when your work is rushed. Mm -hmm. Like I'll have situations where I work on a bag. So I, may, I paint on tote bags and stuff. I work mm -hmm. on a bag for nine hours. And she's like, how long did this take you? And I was like, nine hours. And she was like, it doesn't look like it. 
It was offensive of her to say that yeah, because it actually bad. did take nine hours. And, but and you, but you can tell they're not a creative. Yeah, you yes, can tell. You can, tell. Not you can tell when a creative is critiquing your work because mm-hmm. they're critiquing not necessarily what could be better, but what they liked and how they saw you. And they can see how you got to that point. That's right. why they like it so much. Right. Yeah. They can tell when they were in their shoes mm-hmm. and when you did that and you was like, oh man, I know how yeah. I know how hard that was for me, <laughs> man. You snapped on that, bruh. But you know, a lot of the times, oh dang, I almost lost what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, when you know, a lot of times when you know, rush to put out some work, nine times out of 10, you will fall through the cracks somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. I would say the universe or you know, whatever you believe in the highest, you know, he sets us up on his journey because we have to hit these checkpoints and these marks, you know, I, you know, I'm not, not, not to knock any brands, you know, but you know, Kamari, he had FSO, you know, shout out to Kamari, shout out but Kamari. you can tell, you know, a lot, he didn't do a lot of his logistic work because his shipping rates and shipping times were very long. Like I had to wait like a month to get my hoodie. Hey, no shade though. No shade. But you know, we all trying to get it out. You, you yeah. have to put your effort in at all stops. Yeah. You can't overlook anything. And that's a lot that's what a lot of the time people don't know in entrepreneurship. If you just try to get to this stage, you know, but you didn't hit this stage of entrepreneurship, you're gonna get pushed all the way back here. Yeah. That's what I See, feel like. We have so so many big aspirations for things, but we don't take the time to look at every fine detail, even though no matter how small it may be mm-hmm. for that matter. And we concentrate these things into other things, but then when we get that maybe lackluster feedback regarding certain certain things we get offended by that but it's just i would say creatives looking at what we did and realizing this is our best work and we yeah. should go back to the lab and work on that a little bit more. you know i'll mm-hmm. definitely say when uh you put your effort in and you did your thing can't nobody tell you nothing because right. you've, you've been on this for how you long you did it you did it you've been working on this for how some long some people aren't gonna like it and that's okay on, on God, and that's okay. And they can take that over there. <laughs> you know what they you know how to call that? They called you out, but you ain't pick up. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what it be, man. And you just got to, hey, I done said it three times. When you can't stay motivated, stay consistent, man. Keep working on it, man. Don't give up. Never, man. Don't never give up on your dreams. Don't never give up on your dreams. Because there's always going to be somebody there telling you that you're not going to make it. And you're not going to make it. And you're never going to get it done. Sometimes it's yourself telling you you're not going to make it. Right. Yeah, yes. and it is yourself. But I'm saying, like like you said, you got to stay consistent. And even if staying consistent is, I got to keep myself on a on a, on a good on shit lollipop. I got to. I gotta, yeah, Shaki, you are going to do good today. Today's going to be a great day. And even and if it's know, not a great day, guess what? You're going to make it. It's just and those you know aspirations what? that you got to learn to speak yeah. We can end this off right here. Staying consistent. Okay. It's all in the little things, man. Just keep on with the little things. If you know, you just got to draw for 30 minutes today, 15 minutes, man. Draw you a little stick figure, you man. Hey, write down two bars to that song. Hey, man, source the uh, sample for that beat, man. Just do something and stay consistent. Do not let yourself get stagnant and fall into the process that is not doing anything for weeks. Right. Do Don't be complacent. Every day for yourself and for your brand and what you you're know what? working on. I'm glad you said that. I I tell this to everybody. And I got write some, down Aiden's quote of the please, day. Right. <laughs> you can't stay motivated. Stay consistent. No, I right. I tell this to everybody when they're when everybody is upset. And I I love being the person people come to with their issues. For no, them, they man. can keep that over there. No, I, it's, 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 <laughs> it can be a two sided coin, but getting that satisfaction knowing be able knowing that I'm able to help somebody, it's really good. But I I tell this to people all the time, and I just start speaking this for myself. I said, let the money be my motivation, the healing be my salvation, and tear all things that may cause stagnation. So it's like I'm letting 
I'm aiming for the money. I'm aiming for the highest amount of success. I don't want anything stopping me. That's where the stagnation comes in. And then when everything starts to work out for myself and I start feeling better about life, things start going, that's my salvation. Let the healing be my salvation for that matter. Right. Let the healing be my salvation. So that's, I'm going to send that to the Bro, that is so yeah, real because a lot, almost all the time, through the effort, it is so much strife, stress, and anxiety. Definitely. But that, you know, that end product and yeah. looking towards that end goal, that's the salvation, man. And I, you can't see the quick. fruit of your label to labor till after. Mm. So like when you're in the middle of it, like it seems so dark. Right, dark and pointless. Like me when I'm doing hair. <laughs> oh god. It seems so dark and pointless, but once you've like made it through and you look back, you're like, wow. No, because yeah. I was telling we gonna end it off right here, but I was telling y'all, bro, a lot of the times we be wanting and looking forward, you know, wanting and yearning for what we're looking forward to. But we don't even realize we're right where we wanted to be two months ago. Exactly. Right, right where we wanted to be. Little Aisha will be so proud bro, right now. And little, and I'm little Jerry little Aiden. now. Oh, my bro, God. Bro, little Aiden would be like, bro, people are trying to buy your art. I'm like, yeah. he'd probably cry for real. He'd be crying. Jared, <laughs> Jared does that not little, cry. That, I'm saying that little Aiden and me would be tearing up, boy. Yeah. Just... No words. A I lot think it's just of human nature. Like the yearning. Like it's, it's, it's human nature to keep looking forward. But right. you know, we live in the present. Exactly. We live in the present. We're never gonna we're always gonna be in the moment we're in. We can look towards the future and learn from the past, but we're always exactly. gonna be in the moment we're in. Exactly. And I don't think people understand that. We I feel like as a um, society, we put so much focus on making a better future for ourselves. But how about can we make a better selves for ourselves now? Like we're present. Yes. We that's what when that poem that I wrote, we are living in hell right now. Like I don't, I don't like to believe in the construct of oh, there's this heavenly place up yeah. in the sky where these clouds and the birds sing. I don't really, I believe that there is some place that we go after, and I don't know, I don't really know if there is a hell. I don't know if there's a heaven for that matter. But I do. That's not that's neither here or there. But I feel as if hell is what we make for ourselves on our on earth right now we are we live in our own hell so we have to learn how to make a heaven for ourselves so we can reach that place in life yeah. we literally do live in our own hell you know because a lot of the times people they're not on their three spectrums you know they're not learning from their past they may be no they may be learning from their past but not living in their present and looking towards their future or some, you know, mix of the three. But once you learn from your past, you know, live in your present and look towards your future and work on all three simultaneously, you're there. Because a lot of the times people have that anxiety looking towards the future so they can't work on their work on their present. Or, you know, they're stuck and tied by their past so they can't look towards the future. Yeah. And their present is just their past. And that's all that's making up of them. But we have to live in the moment. And work on ourselves in the moment. Do our little things, you know, because that's what builds and, and caters to our future, our present right now. Exactly. What happened in the past, it's Just done. Just let it be that. Just let it oh. be that. Let Whoa. the past be the past and learn. We're going to talk it. about letting the past be the past on a different Hey, man, episode. we do not want to jump off this episode. Everybody keep <laughs> jumping on to a new topic. We are loving it, bro. We are loving this conversation, man. But, hey, what time we at? Probably we got to have our highlight clips, man. We're at 50. We're 50, 50 minutes? 55. 50. 55? Yeah. Hey, man. That sounds like we finna wrap it up for this episode. That's what it sounds like. Hey, hey. What we ended it off with, though? 
when you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. Stay consistent. To my gifted students, to my artists, to my entrepreneurs, bro. Stay consistent, man. Hey, that was the Sandbox Podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm Ashaki. I'm Aisha. I'm Jared. Hey. And we out. We out.